You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having. But you don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel Show is produced live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. Listen to us on podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also watch the show on YouTube by visiting realmenfeel.org slash YouTube. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and on Facebook, facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Show your support for Real Men Feel by shopping at realmenfeel.org slash swag, by visiting digitaltipjar.com slash realmenfeel, or even text us a tip. You can show some love for Real Men Feel by texting Real Men Feel, that's all one word, to 504-226-5306. You'll receive a link back to complete your tip and choose the amount. This is a weekly program and your reviews, comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in our Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is Andy Grant and this is a uh, another special edition of Real Men Feel. Um, <sighs> with so much in the news around the uh, yet another school shooting down in Florida um, just a few days ago, I was looking for a way to to add to the debate as opposed to detract and and just make more noise. Um, so earlier this week, I did write a piece for the Good Men Project called This Man Should Never Own a Gun. And the man I was referring to was me. Um, and you can go read that. Uh, I'll, put a, I'll put a link under this this video um, to check that out. But I just wanted to do more, so I decided to just put out the call to guys in the Real Men Feel um, group on Facebook to, to come and join me and just have a discussion around guns. Um, because online, everything I'm seeing is... People aren't having discussions. People are almost having fights via memes. And the predominant ones are, it's gun control. we got to have stricter laws and ban the guns. And the other one, and no, it's a mental health issue. It's, it's crazy people. We've got to ban them. Um, and I want to take it above the memes because it, it's not one or the other. Um, there are mentally ill people in every country, yet every country does not have mass shooters. Every country does not have mass killings at schools. Um, every country does not have more guns than people. Uh, so we got a lot of things that are, are, that are unique here. Um, I've never owned a gun. I have fired guns. I, I, uh, growing up, I had an uncle that had a big, big gun collection, and I'd fire his pistols and go target shooting and things like that and have great fun. Uh, I'm not a, the whole myth that gun control means someone's going to come take your guns away. I think that is total, uh, just total bullshit and, and fear-mongering. Um, but we don't need to be a country that makes it so easy to kill people. We don't need to be a country where it's so easy to buy military-grade weapons. Um, that's, that's the kind of line I think needs to be drawn. But So joining me today, uh, we have one brave soul, 
<laughs> Kenny, he's coming on in. So, 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 Kenny, uh, you have any, any, anything you want to get off your chest? Any sort of opening statement of where you are with all this chaos? Well, I, actually, I agree with you. I, I think we, we've got a really, really heavy gun culture built into our country, you know, from the Second Amendment. And I'm, I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment. I think we all have the right to defend ourselves, our families, and our homes from invasions. And we have the, the right, you know, constitutional right to defend ourselves from an oppressive government. But having said that, I'm, I'm a gun owner. I've got two, I have two weapons. I have a 22 uh, bolt action rifle and I've got a 12 gauge shotgun. I can't remember if I've ever actually fired either one of them. I have shot a lot of guns in my life. I've shot a 50 caliber, you know, um, so I, I'm familiar with the gun culture and I love shooting guns. It's fun, but I think there's a limit to what we should be able to, to own as a, as a gun owner. I think that, um, like you said, military grade weapons are just that they're for military purposes. They're designed to kill a lot of people quickly. And we don't need that. It's just something I don't think is necessary, but I think it's just part of how everybody interprets the second amendment, you know, that, that, that you, your rights to own weapons should not be infringed upon, but that doesn't give you the right to own the tactical nukes, you know, or, or an F-22, you know, and, and if you're going to try to protect yourself from the government, we have, what, what do we spend seven times the rest of the world on military um, spending? And, and you're not going to, I don't care what you own, you're not going to defend yourself from an F-22 or an Apache helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, whenever the, it, it seems it's that you're either for the second amendment or you're against it. And it, it's like, if, if you're for gun control, the argument, oh, you wanna, you know, you wanna go against the constitution. And you know, our founding fathers got plenty of things wrong. Like there are, there are, we've had amendments to, to wipe out different um, parts of the constitution. And again, it was, it was a document written when slavery was accepted and practiced, um, yet, yet you know, we got over that. So, yeah. um, and this, I, I just wanna read the second amendment because it's just a sentence. And right. I don't know if people are looking though. So, a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, period. So I never hear the NRA or, or gun advocates talk about the well-regulated militia portion of that sentence. Right. So <clears throat> I, I, I don't know if I missed it. I was just a kid. I, I guess at some point something made it to the Supreme Court and they decided well-regulated militia you know, wasn't the army, wasn't the national guard. I, I don't, I don't know when it became, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's kind of, cra- kind of crazy. I don't know anybody that, that actually belongs to a militia. <laughs> I don't know the name of any militias in this country. There, there isn't any, as far as I'm aware, but everybody seems to just overlook that part of the statement. Yeah. So if we could agree that it's okay to, you know, you have the right to bear arms and it's well-regulated. I mean, that's what it, that's what I get from the amendment that there's a well-regulated right. And, and again, uh, so many people talk about it. That was written in the age of muskets and it might take you seven minutes to get a shot off. Right? I don't right. know. <laughs> not, not that you can wipe down seven people per minute uh, these days. Um, well, the way I look at it is, you know, things like the, the AK 47 and the AR 15, you know, we mentioned it earlier. It's just, it's a military grade weapon. And it's designed just to kill people as rapidly as possible. That's its purpose. Yeah. And 
you have the right to protect your home. You have the right to protect your family, your property. But realistically, if you've got more than two invaders coming at you in your home, you're not going to take them down. You're going to get two, and the third one's going to get you with a bullet if they're all armed. You're not going to take three people down. I don't care how fast you can fire your weapon. I, I run a machine every day that, that has a moving part that runs 415 miles an hour. It makes three aluminum cans a second. If I get my hand caught in there <clears throat> while that thing's moving, it's going to take my hand off and then punch it two more times before I can pull my arm out. You know, there's just so only so fast a human reflex can go. You don't need a weapon that can fire that fast because it's not going to do you any good. So, so what do you, so you're in Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that seems to be more like a, you know, the, the rugged individualist country and probably more gun owner. I live in Massachusetts. Um, it's tough to buy a gun. Like I, I, it, when I've wanted to buy a gun, I've looked into it, and it's tough. It takes too long. I, I want my gun quicker than the law will allow me, so I've never had a gun. Um, so, again, I believe that's how it should work. Right? In the heat of the moment, you can't get a weapon. When you don't really, you know, when it's just, oh, I, I'm in the mood to, you know, buy a weapon today. I need to go shooting. I want to protect myself, whatever the reason is. Um, I, I'm not a, against any of that. Um, but... What is the the NRA's fear, or you know, or the what, you know, what are they so behind? Is it is it the notion that if we legislate any aspect of guns, that again erasing the Second Amendment entirely is the next step? Obviously, oh, you're muted. Yeah, that's better. Um, I think a lot of people are are afraid of any kind of gun regulation because they fear it'll lead to having to register a gun, having. The, the government know what you own and then having them decide they want to come and confiscate those at some point in the future because they know that you've got it. Um, I, I don't have that irrational fear. <laughs> I think it's completely irrational. I, I mean, there has been nothing, uh, even, okay, Obama, everybody thinks that the Democrats are coming after your guns and they always were afraid Obama was going to take your guns away. Obama passed two gun regulations and both of them allowed more rights for gun owners than had previously been allowed. So I don't get the irrational fear that people have. Yeah. We don't, I don't think anybody wants to take away guns. Nobody wants to take away the right to own weapons. They just want to regulate how you get them, uh, who gets them, and what weapons you're allowed to have. Hmm. Not that you can't have any. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, you, you kind of joked earlier that you know people agree they don't want tactical nuclear weapons, but Technology keeps advancing. I can imagine that mm -hmm. there will someday be a gun that has a nuclear-tipped bullet, or you know, nuclear-propelled, mm -hmm. or never has to be loaded again, or you know, some level of another level of madness. And without regulation, then <laughs> it, it, it is anything goes. Um, well, I think I think a lot of things that we can do really should start with just enforcing the the laws that actually already exist. Um, and, and one of the things that they can do besides that is combining the databases. There's like four separate databases for background checks and which one they look at depends on which state you're in when you apply. So you may be in one database, not in the other three. And so if you fail the database check in one state, you can just go across the line to another state and buy the, buy the damn gun, you know, and I think they need to first fix that technology. They need to combine it all into one master database that has everybody in it. That's the first step. The second step is to enforce the law that says that 
it's actually a felony to apply for a gun purchase when you know you're not going to pass the background check. And they don't prosecute people for doing this. I think there's been like seven people in history that's ever been prosecuted for it. And there's thousands of people every year who apply and fail. So if they would just prosecute those felonies and get those people out of the gun purchasing ability, it would make a huge difference. Yeah. And, and what about the, the whole the gun show loophole? Because is it true? Like, so in, in every state, anytime there's a gun show where just private citizens are selling guns, that there's no requirement, there's no background checks in those scenarios. I, I don't know anything about that, to okay. be honest with you. But uh, if that's the case, that needs to change too, really. I mean, yeah, it, that, that's that's my understanding of it. And like, and again, like, why why rational people, why the NRA, why people that are pro gun rights can't agree that? Oh yeah, there should be a should if we have background checks and we want to enforce them and they help, you know, they help prevent uh, mass shootings and catastrophes. Why have a place where you can just skirt that so openly? And yeah, exactly. I don't know why anyone would oppose a universal background check unless they know they're not going to pass it. Mm, right. So, so then by that logic, we must know that you know the majority of congressmen just know they will fail a background <laughs> check. So that's why they don't want to get stricter. Sure. <laughs> sure. Or they know the majority of their constituents won't pass and they won't get voted back into office next time. So, so one of the most common things I've seen seen online um, for people that are just, again, fearful of, of weapons being taken away or guns being completely restricted um, is just saying, well, it's a mental health issue, right? You know, the, these, these young men, they're obviously crazy. They're depressed. They're schizophrenic. They have mental problems. It, it wasn't the gun's fault. And I'm like, well, fine. Let, let, let's, let's travel down that road. And this is the article I wrote about um, earlier this week. So let's agree then, then what's mental illness? Um, is it anyone seeing a psychiatrist shouldn't have the right to a weapon? Is it anyone on an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety pill? Like, is that, cause that's going to wipe out a lot, a lot of people. Oh um, yeah. I've, I've been on Prozac and I've been on Xanax before. So yeah, it, it would probably restrict me from ever owning a weapon. And I honestly don't care. If, they, <laughs> if somebody wants to take my guns, they can have them. I don't care. But really, I mean, like you said, how do you, how do you determine what is a mental health issue? You know, and, and uh, obviously, if you're going to shoot somebody, you got a mental problem, <laughs> whether it's been diagnosed or not. But in the majority of the cases where people have shot others with these AR-15s, they they don't have any history of mental right. health issues. You know, and like you said at the beginning of the show, I mean, other countries have mental health issues; they don't shoot each other. <laughs> so, you know it. It's yeah, guns don't kill people, people kill people, but the easiest way to kill people is with a gun. Right. And the the mass numbers, the the reason, the quantity of people being killed in each instance is due to the gun. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And again, I just like why why is this society, why is our culture, why is our political system, why is everything about the United States so pro making it easy? to kill other citizens? You know, I don't think that most people that own guns look at it that way, and they refuse to look at it that way. They just see, I own guns. I'm a responsible gun owner. I don't shoot people. Most of my friends that own guns, all of my friends that own guns don't shoot people. They're not going to shoot people. Why take that right away from me? I get it. But 
there, I think that there has to be a limit on what can be manufactured and sold in this country. I don't think you can restrict people from buying something or owning something, but you have to make it unavailable. Right. So some sort of, <laughs> I, we, we, we use the term, I don't know if, what it means in the world, but like a military grade. And if there was some sort of classification system like that, that, yeah. that people can't buy. Yeah, I mean, they, they talk about limiting the, the amount of the, the clips that you can use, you know, how many rounds it'll take, um, how what they term assault rifles, which nobody wants to admit is a real good term for it, but it's what they what the common terminology is. Yeah. But yeah, if, if they limit what can be manufactured and sold. I mean, that's a simple way to stop the accumulation of them. It's not going to stop what's out there now. But eventually, those things will—they're not going to last forever, you know. Yeah, yeah. And again, most most gun owners that I know, the responsible gun owners, yeah, they're they're fine with more legislation. Um, yeah, I think about eighty percent of America is, is okay with it. Yeah, and I like so. Then what's what's been the roadblock? Why why doesn't that like um, Trump yesterday blamed? Well, Obama he had Congress on his side and he didn't do anything. Like, well, yeah. Well, why? Why is secondary, but well, then you do something like instead of yeah, stop blame, pointing your finger at somebody yeah. else. You're in charge now. <laughs> There's so much blame. Like yeah, why I, why can't we own it? Like like in the article I wrote, like uh, you know, when I was in high school, I fantasized about bringing a gun to school. I, yeah. I empathize with all these kids that that do it. They don't shock me, and I'm like, um, but it never happened in my life because I couldn't get a gun. It was yeah. difficult to get. You know. Um, <laughs> The people that I, and I was very aware of who of my friends owned guns, but they were locked up. They're in cabinets. You know, I, I would have sleepovers and like, oh, there's the gun rack. Can I, can I get a gun out of this house? And, and I couldn't. So lives were saved, probably. Certainly my own were saved um, because I couldn't get a gun when I was an angry young white boy. Um, yeah. And now the, the angrier you are, the, mo the more male and white you are, <laughs> it's easier. It's, it's, there's nothing to stop it. And again, the people that will call it's a mental health issue and it should be addressed that way are also the first kind of folks I'm seeing, that crazy son of a bitch, he's a lunatic, and they just, you're not treating like a mental health. You know, there's no the compassion, oh, something's wrong. It's like string him up, he's crazy. Right. So, <clears throat> talking out of both sides of their mouths. Yeah, and you know, what you were talking about, about the guns being locked up too is, is a good point. I, I think that that's another piece of legislation that could be introduced where if you own a gun, all right, maybe have to require insurance for what happens if somebody steals your gun, you know, and some liability to, to pay for their families and of the victims of what happens. Um, possibly legislation to enforce uh, how you store your guns. You know, we've got technology today where, you know, I know people that say, I don't want to lock my gun up. I want to be able to keep it in my nightstand, you know? So if somebody comes into my house, I can grab it. Well, you can have a safe with a thumbprint that'll open it up and just as fast as you can pull a drawer open. So that, that's really no excuse. I think that how you store your guns has to become legislated as well. There's too many people that just have them lying around. I mean, how many stories have you read in the last couple of years where toddlers have shot somebody or yeah. shot themselves? Yeah. Yeah. And again, the people that, uh, you know, say it's, it's, the, it's, you know, it's quote unquote crazy people doing the killing and more gun control won't stop anything. I'm like, well, it certainly wasn't going to stop the accidental shootings. Right. You know? and, and I love the ones where they talk, and I, I hate to bring religion into this, but I love the, the people who talk about how, uh, I think there was a, a pastor who said that, uh, in the last couple of days, said that if, if 
you know, they prayed enough, you know, God would have stopped that shooting in the school. Well, God didn't stop the shooting at the AMR church, you know, last year. So I, I just don't get that. Okay. Prayers, thoughts and prayers are not going to stop bullets and they're not going to stop anybody who's got free will from doing what they need, what they feel like they need to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And indeed, um, people praying for change and for safety, you know, maybe God is giving us this gift of all these shootings to wake us up, to take action. Cause <laughs> you know, it, again, it isn't, you know, prayer is fine to help someone after the fact. It doesn't prevent things. It, yeah. It I mean, if, if that's the case, why aren't we praying to prevent the next school shooting? Why, right. why are we praying for the people that just got killed and their families? Yep. Let's pray that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I read the Akashic Records. I'm a pretty spiritual guy. And one message I've gotten repeatedly over my life is that sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take action. Right? Mm -hmm. So pray receive what you're supposed to do and do it because you know yeah. just just praying and is you know wishing and hoping it, it it's not saving it's not saving anyone in these in these schools right yeah and I, I do want to say i don't i don't have any negative feelings towards people who offer their thoughts and prayers mm -hmm. that's sometimes that's all people have you know and that's fine to say that but congress people no, that's not acceptable. You're, you're in a position to make laws. Yeah. And if you don't make, I mean, that, that's, that's their whole purpose is to create laws. They're lawmakers. That's their job. Just do something. Yeah. Yeah. When our leaders won't lead and they just fall back to what, you know, a, a, you know, a frustrated grandma sitting on the couch. Well, I, I can give you my thoughts and prayers. And when, you know, the president of the United States can offer thoughts and prayers and that's the end of what they offer that, that that's a real problem. And I'm so freaking proud of so many of these kids in Florida that were at the oh, school yeah. speaking out and like, um, you know, this, it, it, I keep expecting, you know, what's the tipping point. And maybe the tipping point is the next generation is just sick of this. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know, <clears throat> are all these 16 and 17 year olds going to be the next congressmen and senators and governors. And they're going to, uh, take it into their own hands and and really enact change, not just not just stand by any longer. You know, I hope that's the case, to be honest with you. But I have to say that if eighty percent of America already wants something done and it's not being done, and we're not all standing up in Washington right now, you know, screaming, what is the next generation going to make a difference with? How are they going to do it? You know. Well, and one thing, another common thing I've been seeing with kind of the. The, the anti-gun control um, individuals that, that I'm seeing online are, they're blaming the culture, blaming society, and it's like, oh, it's kids today, and they were raised wrong, and you can't punish kid, and there's no, there's no prayer in school, and that's what it all is. And, you know, to me, that just sounds like every generation. Like yeah, exactly. Every generation condemned the next one, and, oh, it's Elvis and his hips, you're destroying the country, and just... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always been that way. The, the older generation always looks at the younger ones and they don't understand what they do and why they do it and why they act the way they do. And I was an asshole when I was a kid too. You know, we all did stupid shit and we grew, we, hopefully I grew up, grew up past it, you know, but it's going to happen with every generation, but you cannot, I mean, we're, we're the adults. So how do we blame the kids and how do we blame the parenting when it's all of us that are doing it? Right. And uh, so maybe it's finally this next generation is looking at, at the older generation going, why do you have all these guns? What's your problem? Like, no, we don't need <laughs> you. Right. Like, and again, the change will start with the youth and it, you know, a nonviolent overthrow of our gun obsessed society, I hope is, is underway. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I saw something posted too that was interesting. It was a Twitter thing where somebody said, um, you know, oh, if, if somebody wants to, to kill you, you know, you outlaw guns, they're going to find a way. And then and the, the next statement was good. Let them try to kill a bunch of people with a butter knife. Let them yeah. find another way. Right. We don't need them to shoot us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one of the most ludicrous arguments I've ever heard because, yes, if someone wants to get you, they'll find a way to get you. And mm -hmm. that's, why, that's why there were laws against assault, right? Um, yeah. Right. And the, and the best thing, like lawn darts killed like a few people in the 70s and they were banned. They were banned. Yeah. <laughs> the government banned them. You can't you can't buy them anywhere anymore. Right. And that's the point. Make it not available to buy. Right. You know, it's just it's stupidity, really, that that nothing is being done. Yeah. Um, if if the if a revolver is all someone can can easily get. Um, when they're pissed, it's the only thing that's sold in a store that can happen, like, you know, walk in and walk out, then fewer people are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, guns aren't the reason for the deaths, but guns make deaths much easier to happen and at much higher numbers. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw the, um, the thing about a month ago where the, the Walmart, where the guy walked in and shot the people. Uh, it was here in Colorado. I literally was walking out of that store probably as he was walking in. And it just, it freaked me out when I got home and saw on the news that he just shot like and killed three people in the store. Um, it, it just, how does this happen in, in a society? I mean, where do these people come from and how do they snap suddenly? Yeah, part of it's a mental health issue, but part of it's the availability of being able to go out and just pick up whatever weapon you want and walk it, walk out with it and, and go shoot people. Yeah. It's got to stop. Something's got to be changed. Yeah. Cause the, and the, the core issues, the, the isolation, the, the lone wolf mentality, the, um, and it's, again, it's predominantly men doing these shootings uh, and probably white men. Um, mm -hmm. The isolation, the, the, again, the rugged individual, the, my only feeling is anger. So, you know, my anger is off the charts. I don't, I can't express anything else. Then I'm going to take it out and kill people and then kill myself. Or I want to, I want to die by cops. So I'm going to make this big scene. Mm -hmm. um, just all these sort of, just sort of ways. But the, the root of that, you know, an attempt to fix that is, is I fear generations away. Like that, mm -hmm. we, we can't legislate masculinity. We can't legislate right. someone upset, give them a hug. Like we, you know, we can't legislate <laughs> kindness, but, but that's, that's the revolution that can really solve so many of these things for good. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you can't legislate morality and you can't legislate, you can try to legislate behaviors. You can, you can give punishment for behaviors, but you can't stop the behavior. So you have to stop the ability to do what the behavior calls, calls for that person to do. And, you know, there's so many people that say, you know, if you, outlaw guns, if you outlaw this gun or that gun, you know, if the criminal wants to do it, then you're just going to take them out of the hands of good people and you're going to put them in the hands of criminals. If they want to find a way to do it, just because you make a law, they're not going to do it. Well, the same people want to make a law against abortion too. So if laws don't work, why bother? Why do we have Congress? What's the point? Yeah. And again, so many of, and I, I have not done the analysis, so I'm not going to try to say it, but the vast majority of shooters of mass shootings that have been happening in America in the last couple decades, the guns have been purchased legally. Mm -hmm. So the whole argument of only the bad guys, you know, no, like if they, if they couldn't purchase those weapons legally, it at least would have slowed them down. They would have had to try even harder to do something. And it just, 
when, when something's easy, we can, anyone can the ability to just to snap and like, oh, pick this up and use it. Um, I, I, I used to do a lot of screenwriting and the big story was like, if you're gonna put a gun in the scene, you know it's gonna get used, right? right. If, you're gonna, if, if you have a gun in the house, it's gonna get used at, at some point for, you, for fun, for, for by accident, like it's, mm -hmm. it's gonna get used. We, we buy things to use them. Um, but just the notion for someone to be stockpiling arms and assault weapons and, you know, uh, it's one thing I get it, you know, you're, you're truly a, a cowboy out in the Dakotas and you've got to fight off, you know, uh, wild animals and control the wolves. And there's, there's a reason for every day for you to be, be packing a piece. Um, but when you're going to school, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you're in, you know, uh, Florida, when you're in New York City, you know, when you're in just crowded areas, if you're just shopping at Walmart, picking up some tobacco, like, you don't, the, you the don't idea that you need to be packing is just, yeah, that, that's, that's frightening too. Like, what, what are people thinking? Um, again, with the, the right to carry, and now the, there's legislation to have the right oh, to make all the laws. Yeah. yeah. From Uniform. state to state, you just, yeah, it's, it's, that's crazy. That's that takes away states' rights right there, and that's yeah. that's I I don't get that. A state needs to be able to make their own laws, you know. Um, and and the other thing too is you know there's so many people that say if you you're going to punish responsible gun owners by by restricting what kind of weapons they can buy and by making any kind of gun legislation, everybody that owns a gun is a responsible gun owner until they kill somebody hmm. with that gun, then they become irresponsible gun owners and they become criminals and the guy in vegas no criminal background no history of mental illness but yet and yet he shot up a crowd full of concert goers for why nobody knows you know nobody knows what his motive was but he was a responsible gun owner before that day right yeah and that's the thing there's there's no warning signs. You can't ID these people. And even right now, the, to, the only mentally ill people that can't buy weapons or would fail a background check are if the court has declared you mentally ill, mentally unfit. So you've, gotten, you've had to committed a lot of crimes already to be in front of the court and be declared that. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's just, uh, again, what, what's happening now, the state we're at now, is not working. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy. No. Something has to change, you know. Yeah. I mean, and, and they, you get people that say, well, you know, we, more people got, die in cars every year and we don't outlaw cars. No, we don't. But we look at the safety aspect of cars and we make changes and they do legislate what has to be done with a vehicle to make it safer every year. You know, they've got the, the crash tests they do every year with these things to find out which cars are safest and what can be done to make them better, make them not kill people. And yeah, people are going to drive into a crowd, you know, it's, it's going to happen, but it doesn't happen as frequently as picking up a gun. You can pick up a gun, an AR-15 for 400 bucks. You can't go out and buy a car for 400 bucks very many places and just drive it into a crowd. Yeah. And it goes back to the second amendment. Like automobiles are well-regulated. Yeah, exactly. Very well, you know, plus the insurance, plus the requirements for getting a license, maintaining a license, age requirements, all sorts of things. So yeah, if, if, if I'd even be fine, you know, don't, don't ban any type of gun. Fine. Assault weapons are great. There, there, there's no change except again, they're regulated. You have mm -hmm. to pass a test to get one. You have to be of a certain age to have it. You have to show that you're, you can, you know how to use it. Right. But yeah. You have to take, you know, 20 hours of a class or something before yeah. you can actually own something like that. Yeah. yeah make some difference. Try something. Why we aren't just why legislation isn't being done to just try something different 
is beyond me. You know, as many times as this has happened over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I really, I mean, so many people thought that the Sandy Hook incident with, with just kids so young, just, yeah. just being just slaughtered. Six year old kids. This, like we, America's finally reached the, the tipping point in our compassion for ourselves and no, nothing. Still not yet. Nope. So maybe it did. Again, uh, praising the kids, um, these high schoolers in Florida that are speaking out. So maybe you had to, we had to have people attacked who are of age to speak for themselves and be take it personally and be offended and feel hmm. let down and abandoned by their leaders. Well, I'm waiting for the, the shit to hit next week on the internet where it, it was all faked, you know, and then all, then these kids didn't die and none of this really happened, you know, because that's what they did with Sandy Hook. You know, they tried to show multiple pictures of these, these kids or these adults that were involved in, in different places and they don't really live there. And it, really, it, that's going to happen. I'm, I'm waiting for it to happen with Florida now. Uh, uh, <laughs> My skin is crawling. You're like, what? Someone take- <laughs> Although now, is it Russian trolls? Is it North Koreans planting these things? Are, like, are these actual human beings in the United States that, that think this and create this? But yeah, it, it's, uh, it's... It's beyond me how somebody can turn it into a conspiracy, but they, they will. There's somebody out there with a tinfoil hat that's going to connect some dots somewhere and make, it, make, a, make, a, make a case for that. Yeah. And then they need some mental, mental health screenings. Yeah. <laughs> how they're doing. <laughs> Goodness. Well, um, I want to get your notion on uh, a lot of people are also throwing out different ideas for how to, you know, one, one call it just we got to make schools safer. So, you know, get more, more guns in the schools will keep the schools safe. Or, or one idea was uh, putting armed vets in front of every school. And I just like those are the guys that have the most mental health challenges we've got. <laughs> and, and they're not being helped. So, yeah. You know, arming arming more lonely, upset men. Well, I, I don't think teachers want to have guns. Teachers want to teach. They don't want to shoot people. They want to teach. That's what they're there for. That's 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 why they got into that profession. And the school in Florida, there was a, poli- a policeman that was stationed there, from what I understand, and a security guard. And the guy got past both of them. I don't know. I think somebody, I read that they... The security guard, he might have shot. I'm really not sure on that one, but that's one of the stories I heard. But, um, you know, Virginia Tech, there, there's police on campus, and, and they didn't stop the shootings there either. It's not going to make any difference to put guns. Yet yeah, you might stop the guy quicker, but he's still going to take some people out with a gun. Yeah. And even your good guy with a gun is going to mistakenly shoot some people too. Well, and that's the thing too. I mean, if you arm the teachers and then – the First responders are called to the scene. You've got cops showing up and you've got multiple people with guns. They don't know who to shoot. They're going to shoot everybody with a weapon. Yeah. I don't care if it's a teacher. They're going to take them down. Yeah. I just think that those situations are going to be even more, more innocent people um, gone. The, the death toll could certainly rise. And while the original, you know, the original shooter might go down quicker, they'll just be, you know, innocent people shooting innocent people out of, out of fear, chaos. Yeah, I mean, it's like at the concert um, in Vegas, I- I'm sure there were people there that were carrying. Um, they had to be, but they're not going to pull their weapons when the cops are all over the place because they're, they're going to be the first person to get shot. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I-, I don't carry, so I'm not, I can't be sure about this, but I believe the weapon that someone might have on their pocket or uh, stuck into their sock is not going to be an-, an assault rifle. It's not going to no. be a machine gun. Yeah. So. Right. 
and and again, these these people that are just out to kill as many people as they can, a, a good guy with a gun is very unlikely to be able to stop that. Right. The, and you know, the good guy with the gun theory works if you're standing there and you can see the guy in front of you with a gun and there's no police. <laughs> you know, it happens on occasion. Somebody will take somebody out with a gun. It's, it does happen. And it's a good thing when it does. But it's rare. It's very rare to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not something we could, that should be our national policy of this is how we keep each other no. safe. <laughs> you know? No. Yeah. And and again, the, even the people that are for that, like I've seen other jokes too. Uh, well, not they're I guess they're jokes, but they're they're sad truths of, great. Let's have all the Hispanic and all the black men in America go buy an uh, an assault <laughs> rifle tomorrow because they legally can, and see how quickly things change. Yeah, I think I posted that on Facebook. That, you know, <laughs> we need every every black man in the country to go out and buy an AR-15. They'll be banned by Tuesday. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Because there, there, there are some places and some looks of people that if they start carrying all the time, you know, others are going to take them down. Just assuming you're about to commit a crime, and mm -hmm. yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, know, yeah, that's a, that's another thing. It's a whole other show probably we're talking about here. But you know, black people just get shot for driving a car, so you know, you're not going to walk around with a gun, yeah. <laughs> you know, unless they're looking to die. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, there's again, it's it's so. Everyone's right that it's it's not just gun control and it's not just mental health. It it's the culture, it's society. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but but guns are part of culture. Mental health is part of culture and society as well. So we've we've um, there can't be any kind of sacred cows. There can't be something. I'm willing to change this, but I'm not letting this go. Um, yeah, it, it's that, that we all need to kind of soften. And and I get it that you know gun ownership is much more. It's not it's not about the gun. It's about the identity. It's about feeling strong, feeling in charge, feeling capable. Um, it could just be about having fun. It could just target. It's it's about being free and an American citizen. All these wonderful things. Mm -hmm. But um, there, you know, I got to quote Spider Man. Right, with great power comes great responsibility, and and I, we all need to to own that. And you know, it's so many people seem to be willing to give up some freedom and regarding surveillance and the government and listening and an NSA and all this so that as a society, as a group, we are theoretically safer. Um, but when it comes down to like my house and, and my stuff, they were not as willing to, to be uh, to let things go. Yeah. And I think it's part of it is our our culture of you know this is the land of the free you know and the home of the brave and uh, even though you know 2018 is the land of the fleek and the home of the bay but uh <laughs> but yeah it's just it's a matter of people not wanting to give up any rights you know they if they feel like they're restricted at all then it's no longer america you know we've we've lost who we are we've lost our identity as a country and as a people if, if we allow freedoms to be taken away yeah well i mean our current identity is uh, so these are stats. I'm looking at something from the New York Times, and this came from the University of Alabama study. The United States has 270 million guns. No other country has more than 46 million guns. The United States has had 90 mass shooters since 1966 through 2012. The rest of the world has had 18 mass shooters in that same time period. So uh, that's our cult. That's our identity. Mm -hmm. And we've got to like face accept that like, oh, is that really what we want to be? Like, I, I know we love, you know, we, we're always going to be winning. We want to be the leaders, but we're <laughs> leading in some really freaking shitty things to be leading in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's just, 
I think that there are some people who just feel like, you know, there's, there's 340 million, something like that, people in this country. And the odds of you actually being in a, in a place where something like this happens are so slim, but they feel like if they've got their weapon on them, they can, they can stop it. They're going to be the super guy in the, in the situation. And they feel like they have the right to do that, which I understand. Yeah, having a, a handgun that you can carry around, but you don't need an AR-15 strapped to your back to walk it down the mall, you know? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, again, there, there's the notion of a, a personal show of force that is really overcompensating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the middle-aged uh, Porsche convertible, but in gun form, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Midlife crisis. Yeah, and we, yeah, we don't need that. And uh, and again, at a, in a time in society, um, again, especially for men, when isolation and loneliness and anger are, you know, are at uh, – can be peaking for, for a lot of individuals, you know, uh, easy access to weapons is just not a good thing. Um, it just isn't. Yeah. There's no, no, no one, no one wins in these no, scenarios. No, yeah. I think, you know, the, the waiting period helps in a lot of cases. I mean, you can't, I, I don't know how you would prove it other than the fact that, you know, somebody's angry when they go in to buy a gun and they have to wait three days and then they don't show up to pick it up. They just change their mind. Yeah. But, I think that's got to be a helpful thing too. And I think it needs to happen. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know how you, how you enforce it. I mean, cause we were just talking about how they want to make the concealed carry, you know, legal through all, if you're legal in one state that has to carry over to the other states as well. Um, then you're taking away states' rights. So the states have to have some say in, in what happens when it comes to this thing. But I think, there has to be something universal in some areas of this, like the background checks. It's got to be one database and a universal background check. And, yeah. and it just isn't, you know, and it's not going to work until they change that. Yeah. I mean, just there, there are federal classes of drugs that are monitored and tracked and it should just, again, weapons should be the same way in my viewpoint just, you know, anything that's made for assault, anything that's just made to kill mass quantities of people, has is just another league. It's it's you know it's not sportsmanship. It's not hunting, and it's it's not self protection unless you really believe the zombie apocalypse is around the corner and you just need to mow bodies down. Um, yeah, and some people do that, and you know, but geez, go play laser tag or something. You know, like get get yeah, get have your fun another way. Um, I mean, you you can't walk into Walmart and buy two packages of Sudafed because the people <laughs> turn it into meth. But I can go in and buy a package of Sudafed and ten guns. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> I, yeah. What, 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 we, what we, and I think a society, what a society values, it, it's easy and plentiful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so hopefully this is, you know, our chance to just reevaluate and, you know, our, our assault weapons, our, our killing machines is something that we really want to keep valuing. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's going to be the old West again, except everyone's packing something that can, you know, spit out 50 bullets a minute. And yeah, I think a big part of it is that we, we live in a culture of fear. I mean, you know, and I've learned over the years that, that the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. And we either live our lives from a point of love or from a point of fear. And everything you do is based on those two things, you know, and you either lean one way or the other. And and I think we're in a culture of fear in this country. And that's why so many people want to own guns. They want to protect themselves because they're, they're afraid. Yeah. You know, and, and every time something like this happens, it makes people go out and buy more guns, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, uh, how do you, how do you stop 
that snowball. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the bigger challenge. Um, but I, I do know you don't stop it by trading insults online and passing memes around. No, no. So, um, again, so my goal, if you're, if you made it this far, you probably agree with some of the things we're saying, but whether you do or you don't have a discussion, right? Talk to someone. Don't just post crap. Don't just trade tweets. Um, uh, follow a, a better role model than, than our leaders and politicians at this point. You know, engage in a conversation of what's going on today with someone. Um, and ideally, it's someone that you don't know their views, so you're not just reinforcing your own already, or go talk to someone that you know doesn't agree with you. And exactly. Just, like, why? You know, why this? Why that? Why do you feel that way? What do you, what, again, what are you afraid of? Can, can they admit? Do they recognize what they're afraid of? Because, um, again, we're, no matter how much love any of us are living from, we're still afraid of stuff. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so fear, fear is real, um, but we can be fearful of things that aren't real, situations that aren't real. And, and again, I, I um, you know, the NRA is the easy boogeyman in all this, but they, they seem to be, you know, a, a real boogeyman with, the, you know, their funding. And again, the, the commercials, the, the, the media that they put out, is to scare people and to make you think that you need more guns. And that again, if anyone banning a 50 caliber machine gun from being in my living room means that the next step is they're going to come take everything away from me. And right. Yeah. I just, you know, the, the good guy with a gun is the only thing that can stop the bad guy with a gun. It yeah. sounds to me like somebody's trying to sell two guns. Right. You know, that's basically what it boils down to. But, and, and like you said, though, you know, talk to people who don't agree with you. And I have, I'm really fortunate that I have a lot of friends that are on the opposite side of the political fence from me and on the opposite side of the gun lobby from me um, who will talk rationally, you know, and we do have these discussions and at least we come to an understanding of why we feel the way we do. And I think we need a lot more of that. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, on that, I think uh, we'll wrap it up. And I just want to say that we came into this not knowing the other's views. Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of didn't think you're going to be like, we need to arm more people. I was kind of, <laughs> I, I haven't found that person anywhere yet, but I'm sure they exist too. Yeah, I know some of them. So right. well, <laughs> I don't agree off. with them, but I, I know them and I understand their mentality and I understand why they feel that way. Right. Well, cool. So uh, again, we invite you to continue this conversation, talk to people uh, in, in your community and your family uh, about, about gun control, about gun rights, about the Second Amendment, about mental health issues, about how to stay safe, about how to have a plan. If all hell does break loose in your kid's school, um, just find a way to be safe and take care of each other and uh, do your best to live from love and to recognize when, it's, when you're in fear and to do something to change it as opposed to feed it. Yep, agreed. Beautiful. Thanks so much for uh, joining me this, this morning, Ken, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Be well, everybody. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next week, visit realmenfeel.org or the Real Men Feel Facebook group and share what you thought of this episode. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Show us some love by visiting realmenfeel.org slash swag or digitaltipjar.com slash realmenfeel. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.